0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Create My Headspace. My name is Brandy. I am the host of this podcast. In this episode, I wanted to discuss the law of attraction and how we can use the law of attraction to detach, to stop ourselves from overextending, and relieve ourselves from suffering to ultimately attract positive experiences and people into our lives. So hopefully you know the message will be how to effortlessly attract positive experiences into your life this can happen in many ways um but in my personal experience and what i have seen from you know witnessing the experiences of other people even in my day-to-day interactions with someone um whether it be when i'm at work or just you know out in the world and i'm recognizing how people perceive certain things or the way that they're reacting to things and I don't want to come off you know as seeming like I'm someone who just takes everything so amazingly and has an optimistic attitude all the time because I don't because I'm human but there's a difference between having a I guess like a a abounding attitude all of the time or abounding. Pattern all of the time, a pattern that keeps you where you are emotionally and attaches you to whichever outside circumstance, versus someone who has um, the ability to, you know, reflect and look back on the way that they reacted to things. I have looked back on the way that I reacted to things in a moment, and I'm like, that did not even reflect who I am as an individual. But also, that in and of itself is an attachment and it's the attachment of seeking what, what the intention is, is seeking to control how you're perceived by others. And so when you're attached to, oh, so I spoke in this way recently and it might've came off like this to someone else. That is an attachment because you're seeking to have them view you in a certain way. I saw on Twitter recently a quote that went something like, experiencing moments of weakness does not imply that you are a weak individual. I you can apply that and I can apply that to our lives by acknowledging that when we are in a moment where we are not necessarily who we want to be seen as, it doesn't create the entirety of who we are. Um, we are a compilation of so many things and it's important to invite and accept all of those things whether they be unpleasant, or whether they be, you know, perceived as bad. To accept those things is to relieve yourself from the restriction of having to show up as someone specific all of the time. Something that's going around right now, which is actually a really good thing, but also kind of to, you know, shine some perspective, is thinking of who you want to be and showing up as that person. Of course, it's really good to envision who we desire to be and who we seek to become, but to remain attached and to subside or disacknowledge the the aspects of yourself that are still not at its best and will remain there, um, sometimes lifelong. You know, I mean, we're all going to have negative characteristics, seemingly negative characteristics, lifelong that's what makes us human is this complexity. It's like um, I was watching an interview recently. Someone worded it so well as like, it's like a bartender, you know, they're making this, this drink and there's just so many different little aspects, you know, sometimes there's too much alcohol in there and it makes it bitter. Well, the objective here should be to make your drink nice and smooth but also not to ignore the fact that it does have some alcohol in there and it does have that bitterness as well. So when we talk about attachment, um, I want to kind of shine light more specifically on attachment to people and desired outcomes. So before we get into that, I'd like to preface that it's only natural to want to attach or to have that instinctual Feeling of attaching, um, especially towards how you imagine, for instance, a relationship with someone unfolding or how a desired scenario will unfold. The intention when we attach is to either affirm our belief system or to create this temporary bliss. And when I say affirm our beliefs, um, I mean when we dwell that things aren't going as planned or we create temporary bliss by the state of ecstasy that's produced when we envision things going well. So I don't know if you've ever thought of something going well and then just suddenly all of these, you know, positive thoughts just start to multiply. Um, If we're, you know, in this state of bliss, we begin to ride this natural high of feeling light and loving and energetic super hopeful for the future. And if we use this and apply this in terms of like relationships or people that we want to like strengthen our bond with or hope see some kind of future with, that can cause us to overextend or make ourselves incredibly accessible to potential partners and friends. So... This is kind of like touching on the atta- the anxious attachment aspect of the attachment styles. Um to put it simply, the anxious attachment style is someone who is is so urgent to be validated and to be recognized or so urgently needs that um affirmation from the external person. And so an avoidant attachment would be someone who flees Um, because maybe it's like bombarding, or maybe they just need their space. Maybe they feel like they have to figure this out on their own. That's like in a nutshell, um, you know, and that's obviously not what this podcast episode is about. But I feel like this kind of relates to that anxious attachment style of being super available and making ourselves and letting ourselves overextend. and. We're just in this effortless, blissful state, and it feels so good in the moment that we allow ourselves to submerge in it as long as time permits. And sometimes when we're submerged in this feeling of ecstasy, of excitement and enthusiasm about how something will end up with somebody else or how life might unfold and bless us with this opportunity, this new, this new opportunity or endeavor, we can ignore the fact that we are investing so much of our emotional energy into it and that it, we're setting it up to determine how we stand um, emotionally. We're setting up the scenario or person to be the defining factor of our happiness and whether we experience peace or not. And so when we talk in, in terms of relationships, ask yourself, what about when something happens that makes us doubt where we stand in relation to that person that we want so badly. What happens when we feel unwanted? What happens when they don't make it clear that they want us in their life or in relation to like the desired outcome? Where do I stand in relation to this? Does is this just not meant for me? Am I not good enough for this outcome? How do you begin to feel when those thoughts begin to surface because when we are not validated by the external sources of what we have created so much importance towards and what we where we have gained an attachment towards or at um we begin to question so much because it's it was the defining factor of our peace and it was the creator of all this bliss for so long and so Another reason why we also attach is because we seek to fill a hollowness by creating companionship. Our perspective is that the scenario that we want to be in or the person that we want to be with, you know, the perspective of them is distorted and we begin to view them as more significant than they really are because you are whole in and of yourself, but your perspective is distorted because you've a you have devoted so much emotional energy and distributed so much importance to these things. We attach to other people in many ways, not only other people, but other situations, outside situations. We attach by overextending. Overextending happens when you meet a potential partner or friend, and you start to feel this naturally high spirit just surfacing within you. You're excited because this person seems like they can be cool to be around, or you're excited because life has granted you this new opportunity that hasn't yet come about. And that must insinuate that something grand is in store for you. And so, so much of the time, even though it's true that sometimes, yes, outside situations are reflections of where we are headed, I feel like they are just so, it's so impossible to interpret the meaning behind things. I'm a firm believer that situations and events have meaning. And if it's a negative situation, you know, if we want to label them as good or or bad, um, if it's a negative situation, that can have not negative meaning, but beautiful meaning That's a window into like where we still have to go, what we still have to experience. And, you know, in terms of overextending, when we feel this energy just coming up, it seems like such a positive experience and we feel comfortable to share new parts of ourselves with this person or to invest so much of our time into this opportunity in this situation. And we do... At any point in life, we're putting our hearts on the line to be set up for disappointment. But the beauty is that we have the power to control how we let, you know, outside situations unfold, affect us, because it doesn't have to be determinant of how we feel inside. Of course, you might get hit with that initial, you know, impact when you're disappointed, Disappointment is natural. It's a feeling of just like, damn, that didn't go the way that I wanted it to. But it doesn't mean that you have to sit there and dwell and question your own worth as a human being because it has nothing to do with you, potentially partially to do with you, but nothing to do with your entirety, you as a whole being. Especially if we, you know, bring it towards like partnership and companionship, potential people that we encounter that we think we'll have some kind of a future with and then it doesn't end up going as planned, that person did not get to experience you in great depth. So how can they be the determining factor of who you are? Sometimes we think that people know who we are or think that people have experienced us in great depth when we have shown them you know, our ba- the, the baggage we carry or the, the pain that we've been through, or we share with them these experiences. Sometimes people are almost half listening and they never really got to experience us. And that's not a negative thing. It just is. And, you know, even sometimes I have... Experience loss of people who are still living that I thought would be in my life forever. And that is, that's like such a burden to carry around because you're questioning whether the moments that you shared with the person were ever genuine at all. What matters is that you experienced something beautiful with the person during that time. And now there is prominent evidence that that person should not be around you anymore, that they came in your life during one time for a reason. And then you can kind of ponder on that and create your own meaning out of it and kind of tap into that intuitive knowledge that you have naturally. Um And so, you know, in terms of overextending, when we're immersed in this excitement and this en- ec- enthusiasm about, wow, this person's so awesome or damn, this opportunity is, is so rare, like I'm going to just invest all of my mental and emotional energy into it. We can forget the true fact that this is just another person. This is just another situation that we are experiencing right now. It can be temporary or it can be lasting and it, it's did not, it should not be determinant of whether we remain happy or not. And so, when we're blinded by excitement, we start to stretch ourselves way too far and we create high levels of importance towards the way maybe a person is reacting to us. And then, when they fall short of our expectations of how we want them to react to us, a feeling of disappointment surfaces and then we question our own worth. When in reality, you are, as I said earlier, whole in and of yourself. Another example of external. Um, evidence of attachment, mental attachment is oversharing. So naturally, when you get to know someone, you want them to realize deeper details about who you are as an individual, what you have experienced in the, the journey of, throughout your entire life as of now, things that were pivotal to you that created some kind of maybe trauma or offered you deep realization, Even if it's silly things like embarrassing moments when you were a kid, or things that seem superficial but can actually be cherished or seen as, you know, positive quirks about yourself, it feels good to be witnessed. And so we begin to overshare details about ourselves in hopes that we get to kind of show the other person what we have to offer and in hopes that we heighten their interest of who we are. And so when you realize that this person is not, it's not to say that people are not important, but no one is the determining factor of your happiness nor your worth. So when we begin to recognize this, we, instead of pushing ourselves to share personal information with someone in order to solidify a bond, we are simply sharing the information in order to exchange an experience as of the here and now. It's not thinking super, super far ahead. We're just enjoying each other's company right here in this moment. And, you know, this is how people try to get closer and solidify a bond is is generating this knowledge and sharing this, this you know, int- these intimate details of our lives. The intent is to generate closeness but sometimes the opposite actually happens which is we push people away because they didn't naturally cultivate interest in us themselves. And so the truth is that stronger situations, stronger more abundant relationships and opportunities are birthed when you when you aren't coming from a place of needing them to fulfill you or to validate you or in who you are, but rather giving them the liberty to enter your life, opportunities or people once you are aligned with who you are and you are fine in solitude. So how can we detach? I did want to say that it is healthy to desire and seek. You know, I'm someone who I write down my personal goals um, I write down my intention for the week or weeks, two t- two weeks at a time. Sometimes I write down, you know, who I write down reflective thoughts about who I am, knowing that every day I am at, I'm vulnerable to change. Something I'm saying right now, um, I could completely see from a different lens tomorrow or in a week from now or in a couple of months from now. And that is totally fine. And we should not restrict that. We should hold the awareness that we are ever changing. And that is abundance. That is inviting in expansion. And so what causes us suffering is when we place too much importance on things that do not play out as we desired. Not only does loosening our attachments liberate us, but it also It almost creates this effortless ring of invitation around our bodies, like similar to the light halos and the auras that emit around the bodies of biblical figures. You can see the light emitting from their bodies, kind of like the Virgin Mary. It's like the people from outside of us begin to witness our energy, realizing that we are not coming from a place of desperation, realizing that it is clear that you have enough just from your own company. I have been the person who has been a desperate friend, who's been a, you know, desperate for validation. Um, I've been on both of the sides in relationships of the anxious, attached, and the avoidant. And what I came to understand, you know, just to kind of also highlight the fact that experience is gaining perspective, whether it be seemingly negative or positive. when I finally was in the position of experiencing the avoidant aspect of attachment style, being someone who had predominantly experienced anxious attachment, um, I was able to recognize that other end of the stick, you know, like how it feels to be the other person that my intentions weren't necessarily poor, but I just genuinely I ultimately, when you are avoidantly attached, you do seek and long for that loving connection. And you long for, you know, love, we're beings of love, and we seek to attain it. But it's from the outside, it's viewed as like, not wanting to solve or resolve the issue. Deep down inside, internally, my thoughts were, I don't have the capacity to do this. So I'll just flee right now. And this is not something that I, um, you know, I'm capable of doing at this moment in time. And so, the, still longing for that love, longing for that connection, but just like not knowing how to approach it, not knowing how to heal any kind of conflict. Um, and so, from the anxious perspective, it's easy to get warped up in these thoughts of, you know feeling desperate, being in desperation of somebody else's validation, wanting them to recognize you and to satisfy your emotional needs. We also need to understand that people do not have the obligation to satisfy us. And ultimately we are here alone. We are just beings experiencing this and exchanging experiences with others. um, And it's no one's obligation to you know, to heal us. And often we get further when we're able to heal from within and then exchange that reflection with someone else. And so something that, you know, the ways in which we can detach is separating your rationalizing mind from your witnessing mind. Generally speaking, I believe that there are two parts of our mind One of which would be the rationalizing mind, which is a part of you that creates perspective after juggling conflicting views. And two would be the witnessing mind, which is a part of you that's kind of sitting back watching it all happen. I like to refer to this as our inner knowing, which is an effortless state that holds no opinion and simply is. Your inner knowing knows the truth and can be tapped into by focusing on the breath or through meditative practices and also just acknowledging the body's reactivity. Um, The second aspect would be understanding that you are whole in and of yourself. You have everything you need from within yourself. And sometimes seeking to fill a hollowness actually prolongs our pain, because it reflects the idea that we don't have the tools to do it ourselves, that we are dependent of outside situations, outside people to do it for us. And that you know, is reflective of that we are not strong enough to do it ourselves. And so we view ourselves as weak. Even, um, I feel like every single action that we do can be traced back to a belief. And what happens when we come into something feeling not whole is that it makes for lower energy exchange, lower energy situations, lower energy relationships, because we went into it desperate for relief, relief of loneliness or unhappiness or of our current circumstance. Another aspect is minimizing the importance of people and outcomes. When things go well, acknowledge that as beautiful. When things go unplanned, acknowledge that as happening. It just is. It isn't bad. It isn't good. And of course, life throws us some seemingly bad situations. But at the end of the day, this is all just an experience. This is a window into deeper perspective. Um, And, you know, as I said earlier, I'm not someone who's constantly walking around, not attached. Every single day, various times throughout the day, I encounter moments where I'm attached to As we were talking about earlier, you know, like how people are perceiving me, how I'm showing up, how things play out for me, um, attaching to a fixed idea or concept that I want. And it just creates only destruction, mental discomfort. It makes us cling on to something that is not really there. And we think that we're getting somewhere by fixating our attention on it, but it's actually dividing us from peace and allowing ourselves to just be, um, according to the rationalizing mind, you know, there's the pros and cons in every situation. But when we tap into our inner knowing, we know that this is just an occurrence. If that makes any sense. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, for anybody who is, you know, experiencing some form of anxious attachment, it definitely does, you know, take over your body temporarily until you're able to kind of sit back and understand the why. I know that I still have a lot of unpackaging to do and also thinking to do about my emotional tendencies and my avoidant and anxious tendencies. I plan on doing a, um, you know, an episode on the anxious and attachment or I mean the avoidant and anxious attachment styles here soon so that there can be a little bit more clarity and insight. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Again, my name is Brandy. I'm the host of this podcast. If you're interested in reaching out to me, learning more, um, following this, you know, sharing of perspective, you can feel free to follow me on Twitter or Instagram. I have those linked down below. You can also email me personally at createmyheadspace at gmail.com. I'm open and receptive to any topics that you want to have heard on the podcast or any perspective of what has been discussed already.